0: be good uh, you, you know I think when you read brother Lee's uh, description of being living you know it, it really begins as a personal thing and uh, so you have this matter of the mountain and you have the matter about him going up to the mountain and uh, uh, and the Lord saying you're dead and uh you're full of knowledge, and you're you know seven years, and you've gotten all these things, but you're really dead and and so the living side of a vital group remember it's a group begins with individuals who are alive, and then they that one is joined to another who's alive, so eventually it becomes a group of alive people and and uh and, and as Brother Lee begins to talk about the beginning of a group, there's certain components there. Uh, like I just said, there's, there's you get alive, and then you find someone else that, that gets alive. And, and then, then he talks about how the group should have fellowship with one another and there should be the genuine opening to one another and there should be the care and even the mutual care with one another and we'll get into this in, in a little bit but eventually these according to my understanding these become the components of what it is for a group to be living you know it's living and it's also you have to say it's it's not just living it's loving you know so so I get alive and you get alive and we're joined together as a lot of people and then in our in our being together there is some mutual care among us that is really love so you have life and love and this is nature and condition you know this is what he talked about at the beginning purpose nature and condition so this is nature and condition and he talked about how we should fellowship with one another again, like I mentioned. And we should open to one another. And uh, to get to know one another, to care for one another. You know, what does all this have to do with the goal of fruit bearing? Well, actually you could say it has nothing to do with it. But in another sense, you could say it has everything to do with it because it produces the base from which something can happen and the and the nest into which... The new ones can come into so that you know, like we talked about last night, uh, you know that 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 living and loving, you know, becomes a little nest. You know that's nature and condition, and that becomes the base. So, so on this living side, you've got these kind of things going on, enlivening mutual enlivening, mutual ke- uh, fellowship, mutual care. And, and then also in here is a prayer for one another based on your fellowship and your knowing of one another. You know, he talked about when you come together, you should fellowship. And that fellowship brings you to know one another. And that knowing brings you to pray for one another based on the knowing that you got from your fellowship, and then that prayer, that uh, fellowship, knowing, and prayer should spontaneously work into a mutual care. So there should be care going on uh, between you. Uh, so, so that's the pattern, and that's what you. Those elements, I believe, are what you see in Acts two forty six and forty seven. In the day-to-day and house-to-house part, I mean that—that's what's there. Continuing steadfastly, there was a common pursuit of the Lord. It was day to day. They broke their—they uh, took their meals together from house to house. Simplicity of heart, praising God—you know—all that deals with this this first first side. And, and that's—and that again is what you see that Bradley got into. When, when he went back to Chifu, I mean, when, he, uh, when the Lord first touched him about his own situation in 1932. Uh, okay, so that, that's what you've got there. Then in 1932, again, to, just to repeat, he went to Shanghai, and Brother Ni nee asked him to stay, and so he was there serving with Brother Ni. Nee. And then Brother Ni nee opened up this matter about the body of Christ which I think is really significant because it gets back to this side. Uh, and Brother Nee's, Brother Nee's view was that all the members should be living, functioning members of the body of Christ. Uh, and, and so... Uh, uh, um, So then, then he went back. He went back up to uh, to uh, to Chifu via going out to visit the Christian groups, like I mentioned uh, this this morning. He went out to visit all the Christian groups, and the Japanese invaded. So he ended up back in Chifu. And so when he got back to Chifu, uh, he mentions, and this is something you just have to piece together. You got to pick it up. A little bit here and a little bit there and some here and some there. But uh, I remember going through elders' management of the church which he did in like 1960 and he referred back to his experience in Chifu as kind of a model for uh, the going forward of the church in a locality. And he talked about how during that period of time they would have these Monday morning fellowships. And they would meet, like I said, from 9 to 3. And they would fellowship. They would pray. They would coordinate. They would consider the situation among the the saints and the new ones. They even categorized the saints from 12 to 1. I think you've, you've heard about this before. Maybe you've heard me talk about this before. But they'd categorize the saints from 12 to 1, dead to All the way alive, you know, one to eleven, and and the point was to bring everybody to twelve. Okay, who do you think they would start with? Should they start with one, or should they start with eleven? Eleven. Yeah, eleven. That's who they. You know, our our thought is we should go to the weakest. But his view was to start with eleven and make them twelve. You know. And so they would consider, and they would pray, and they would fellowship, and and this would be a group of brothers and sisters that met together on Monday, and and they would just have common fellowship, and uh, and the, and the sisters might say something. Well, there is a certain one, and we feel this. He needs that. The need is this, and then someone else would say, "Well, I, I agree with that, but also da 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 da," and and then they would pray, and then they would. And then they would labor based on that. And Brother Lee eventually said, "I remember reading this. They said that the Chifu revival came out of that base, out of that coordination." Okay. So. So. You know, maybe we could just let me just draw some things here. Okay, this is. This is mountain. and this is Monday. Mountain and Monday, okay? And this is and this is personal revival. And this is universal. Revival, Because eventually, this impacted the whole church. The whole situation was brought into another realm, into another culture. And, and I would say, brothers and sisters, that's what I saw in Austin. I saw a universal revival. I saw a culture that had been changed. I would say if we have, if we have revival in Irving, it's, it's personal. It's because there's certain saints that are revived. But we're, we are not in a corporate revival where there's an... And I, when I say revival, I'm talking about more than just being alive. I'm talking about being alive and being active. Properly active. And active that comes out of your livingness but there 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 uh, i would say we've been talking about this the last week or two but you know in in austin it's a cultural situation it's an atmospheric situation things are things are different and and the environment perfects people it's it's really something to see it's very it's very good it's very good so so you could say this was mountain, this was Monday, this is personal, this is universal, this was, you know, this was 32 was one day, there was the personal revival, and 42 was the universal revival. You know, and this personal revival came out of something, a mountain. And the the universal revival came out of something, and that was Monday this prayer fellowship coordination okay uh, and we'll we'll get we'll get into this uh, you know just just to put some more things down and and this is all you know when you go through the books you won't find a list like this somewhere page 247 okay but this is this took a long time to pull all this stuff and to consider all the points and to see things in an overview kind of way, to try to see things in an overview kind of way. Uh, But, you know, I would say right here goes nature and condition. And right here is the purpose. And this is life, or the Spirit, and love. And this is fruit-bearing. The purpose is fruit-bearing. Conditions, love, nature is, is life. Okay, I've got some other things for you. How about... How about... F, P, C, and how about F, P, C, G. Now, you all probably should know what this is, right? Huh? Think about it. What are we been talking about? Okay, fellowship? Okay, okay. Let's look at this one over here. Now remember this is living this is so this is what So this is care So this is care Okay now this one is go And actually actually part of this care Is also a G because you can't. I I can't stay at home and say I really care about your lawn not being mowed. If I'm going to care about your lawn not being mowed, I got to go do something about it. So this care has a going built into it. But but I would ask you now. Think about this. Is this fellowship the same as this fellowship? Remember, this is the the corporate side. Both these are the corporate side. So is this fellowship the same as this fellowship? And is this prayer the same as this prayer? What's the target of this fellowship and prayer and what's the target of this fellowship and prayer? Like what, Paula? What were you... Yeah. Yeah. And then this one is, yeah, this is for the going. So, so you have this fellowship, which is really related to us. So it's, you know, on this side, and and this is very clear when you get into the Vata Group books, this, this thing's very clear that there is a fellowship that is a fellowship within the group and for the group. And in this fellowship, we open to one another. That's the opening thing, and uh, just a little sidebar. You know, Brother Lee, when you know I got into this matter of opening to one another because that can get to be a little touchy, you know, and and again, this is all a matter of kind of your own, kind of where you are, you know. Maybe you're a person that doesn't open anything, or maybe you're a person who is very needy and so you want to. And eventually, the whole group meeting could become something that revolves around your own little set of needs, and it, that can go on for months and months and months. You know, you know. Uh, but but eventually, when you get into Brotherly's writing about knowing one another, he typically talks about. And it's very interesting. You go back and look at it. It's it's how's your job. How are your kids? How many kids do you have? What are their names? Uh, and how's your health? You know, th- it's it's these kind of things. Uh, also, along with that is what is your current state with the Lord? You know, so it's not you know deep dark secrets of the past and and uh, you know we we or, or that we psychoanalyze one another. And you've got this problem, and this has been always been your problem, and you know, it's it's how are your kid? You know, the problem is 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 you know, Gene. You may not know June's kids' names. You don't know if she has three kids, two kids, or eight kids. You don't know. I mean, that's that. Bradley said that's the problem. We don't know each other, but but you get into this kind of fellowship, and you just it's just part of the thing that comes out. That's. Uh so that fellowship is a fellowship to know one another which leads to a prayer based on the knowing so we get to find out about a situation with Don's son and we pray that is a real care you know that that is prayer that's fellowship that has become a prayer a guided prayer based on the fellowship and uh and then maybe even we would take some action you know or or something, you know, maybe Don and June are moving, so we, we all pitch in, help them move, or something, you know. So there is that side of the vital group that is this nature and condition. It started as life individually and personally, but it has become a collective thing in a group that is full of life and full of love. It's very delightful. Okay. Now, this fellowship is fellowship regarding our care for people. And maybe we're, we're, we're caring for new ones. Maybe we're caring for some saints that are backslidden. <clears throat> Whatever it is. But we're seeking to perfect those people. So, here again is another touchy thing. You know, just like this kind of fellowship is touching, this kind of fellowship is touching because we have you have to fellowship about situations with people you know to help someone we have to fellowship about the the situation you know it, it just that that's a situation but you you have to fellowship in a proper spirit and in a proper way you know i, I like these two verses one says uh, uh, judge not lest you be judged. Then the other one says the spiritual man judges all things and is himself judged of no one. Now one verse says don't judge you're going to be judged. The other one says judge and no one will judge you. So which one is it? So which is it? You know there's only one word that's different in that those two verses. You know what the word is? Spiritual the spiritual man judges all things and is himself judging no one. so that indicates that our fellowship needs to be a fellowship that is spiritual you know just like we said the nature has to be spiritual. so, so our you know for fellowship to be spiritual is fellowship that is not natural it's fellowship that has boundaries it's fellowship that's according to the sense of the spirit. And, and the what we're endeavoring to find, and we're going to read a quote that says this, what we're endeavoring to find in our fellowship is what is the mind of the Spirit. But you may have it, or part of it, and Marie may have part of it, and, and I don't have part of it, but as we fellowship, it becomes evident. You know, another thing I like is it says, who has known the mind of the Lord, but... But we have the mind of Christ. You know, who who individually has the mind? I don't know. But we have the mind of Christ. So the we has the mind. I'm going to let me borrow that verse, wrench it out of context for this purpose, you know. Uh, So together we can have the mind of Christ. And our fellowship on this side is a fellowship to find the mind of the Lord and it's a spiritual exercise, then based on that spiritual fellowship, we what? We pray and we seek the Lord. And even in the prayer, we have a little more clarity. Then then this C is not care, but this C is coordinate. So based on our fellowship and prayer, we coordinate related to how and who would care for a new one, a certain new one, and what we would cover with that certain new one, and what the you, you with me, and then we go. So this is FPC and FPCG. These that's these are. Uh, this is the kind of a practical outworking of what it means to be living and active. And again, we'll get into this in reading. Uh, you know, it was interesting, Brother Lee. Also, in in the Vital Group books, uh, remember I mentioned that that early on, in between message seven and eight, he went to uh, Seattle and had this Overcomers Conference. And in the Overcomers Conference, you know, he talked about how you had the created race that fell. You know, God had a man, Adam. That was a creator race, but man fell, and so he had to call out Abraham. But the Abrahamic race fell, so he had to call out the believers. But eventually the believers fell, and he had to call out who? The overcomers. So, uh, you know, Revelation 2 and 3 is all of these books to the, uh, the overcomers. You know, there's seven epistles... Three of those epistles are to churches in eras of time that no longer exist. They're the first three. Then the last four, which is uh, uh, Thyatira, uh, Sardis, uh, Philadelphia, and Laodicea, these four all continue until the Lord's second coming. And... uh, And Brother Lee talks about two of these churches, and that's Sardis and Laodicea. And he says, and he uses Sardis to talk about living, and he uses Laodicea to talk about active. And Sardis, you know, Sardis, what did he say to Sardis? He said, You are dead. And you have a name that you're living, but you are dead. It's almost what the Lord told Brother Lee, you're dead. So. So, this, this one goes with Sardis. And then, regarding active, he talks about Laodicea. And, you know, with Laodicea, if you think about the verses, you wouldn't normally consider activity has anything to do with Laodicea because the point is they're, they're lukewarm. But in Brother Lee's expounding, Of those verses, lukewarmness is related to activities. It's related to passivity. So lukewarmness is passivity, and uh, so this is the this is the church with no divine activities, no dynamic activities. And you know, brothers and sisters, of those four churches, will not be none of us. I think will ever end up in catholicism. I think that one's out of the question for us. But where are we going to end up with the other three really is it's the it's really the question. And you know, you have you have here Sardis that's dead and here Laodicea that's lukewarm, but the one that's in between these two is Philadelphia and it's interesting, you know, with Philadelphia it says you have a little power, but but you've kept your, My Word. You've not denied My name. And I have set before you an open door. And that open door uh, has been expounded in the past, brother Lee has has opened in the past, as the door that's been opened to the Lord's recovery for His Word to go out. So, in other words, the matter of the Lord's service is there with the church in Philadelphia and the word Philadelphia means what brotherly love so this is a church of brotherly love with a little power and you know the little power is really what the lord is looking for you know you know paul said he said i will rather boast in my weakness that the power of god may tabernacle over me you know if we realize we're weak and we're frail and we're incapable we're in good shape to receive the divine supply, so this church, Philadelphia, really, when you consider it, it it's really the vital group. I mean, this is a little, a little strength, brotherly love, but the doors are open to this to this church. Uh, so, Lord, may we be your overcomers in Philadelphia. You, you know, it's interesting with with. Uh, with Sardis, you have the matter of livingness, and with Laodicea, you have the matter of activity. And I was considering in the past, you know, with with Matthew twenty-four and twenty-five, uh, you know, Matthew twenty-four and twenty-five, the Lord answers the the disciples. The disciples asked the Lord. They said, "Lord, when will these things be?" You know, He had just got through saying. I'm going to destroy the temple. This temple will be destroyed. I leave this house to you desolate. And not one stone will be left upon another. And the disciples went to Him and said, Lord, when will these things be? And what will be the sign of Your coming? And what will be the sign of the end? So they were asking Him, what is the situation going to be at the end times? What is the situation among man going to be at the end times? So the Lord took Matthew 24 and 25 and He... Open those chapters, in those chapters, he opened up this matter of what the state of the three peoples on the earth would be at the end of the age. You know, first he dealt with the Jews, then he dealt with the church, and then he dealt with the Gentiles. And it's very interesting, brothers and sisters, that at the, the end, the end there, uh, what will be the determining factor for the church? You know, in all three of those speakings to the Jews, to the church, and to the Gentiles, he basically speaks to them about what, what is, uh, what they should expect, or, or uh, a kind of a warning. You know, the Jews, he told them, if you're in, if you're in Israel, pray that it not come in the winter because you're going to have to flee. Or if you're in the housetop, don't go down your house to get your things, but flee. So he was giving them a warning to help protect the Jews that are on the earth. But what did he talk to the church about? It's very interesting. And, and you know, this, this, if maybe we could look. You want to look at Matthew twenty-four and twenty-five? This all has to do with overcoming. You know, if you look at chapter twenty-four, Matthew twenty-four, verse thirty-two, uh, and look above thirty-two, uh, look above thirty-two. There's a uh, there's a couple of headings. One says concerning the church, okay, and then the one under that says watching and being ready. And when you look at the parables uh it's about the, the the watching and being ready it's about the coming of the lord being like the day of of noah that's 37 39 40 it it's about two being in the field one's taken one's left two being in the bed one taken one left uh grinding at the mill excuse me and then uh And then it says, "...watch therefore, for you do not know on what day your Lord comes, but know this, that the householder had known in which watch the thief was coming, he would have watched and would not have allowed his house to be broken into." 44, "...for this reason you also be ready." Watchfulness and readiness. Watch in 43, readiness in 44. So that's on the one side. He charges the disciples regarding watchfulness and readiness then in 40 in chapter 24 45 to 51 the end of the chapter that's about the faithful and the unfaithful servant and the and the things there is related to in the in the uh, the uh, the standard that we have to meet there is related to faithfulness and prudence so the first one is related to watchfulness and readiness this one is related to what Faithfulness and Prudence. And it's about the faithful servant who gave meat at the due season and didn't drink and get drunken with the unbelievers. Okay, then you go to chapter 25. So, chapter 24 on the church at the end are these little mini parables. These little mini things related to on the one side watchfulness and readiness, on the other side faithfulness and prudence. Then when he goes to twenty five, then it's two big parables. One is what? Ten virgins. And the other one is what? The the servants, the faithful and unfaithful servants. And again, if you go to the headings above twenty-five one, it's a parable of watchfulness. And if you go to twenty five fourteen, it's a parable of faithfulness. So what you know, it's interesting. With, with, the, with the, uh, the ten virgins, the point was what? Watchfulness. But what was the determining factor of their judgment? Oil. Oil where? No. They all had oil in their lamp. Vessel. Everybody had oil in their lamp. But it was oil in the vessel. Who had an extra supply of oil? Yeah, you know, the five, the five wise virgins. So they, so oil is what it speaks to the spirit. So this is something of our life relationship with the Lord. Okay, but related to the servants, what was it? It was a matter of faithfulness and prudence. You know, uh, wisdom is a plan. Prudence is the the wise execution of that plan. You know, wisdom. You have wisdom to devise a plan, and then prudence is how you apply that plan in a situation. And faithfulness is that you're diligent to do the thing. Uh, You know, in Ephesians chapter one, verse seven, it talks about wisdom and prudence. Here it talks about faithfulness and prudence. Okay, so here it's the discharge of our responsibility of our service to the Lord. So one has to do with life and one has to do with function. One has to do with whether we're alive or not and one has to do with our service. One has to do with whether we're alive. The other one has to do with our service. You, You know, I don't know. This is... When they said what... Will the end be? What do, what do we need to watch out for? He told him, "You only have two things to watch out for: life and service. And if you're faithful to that, what are you? You are an you're an overcomer. And what did he tell Sardis? You are dead. So." So, in order to be an overcomer, there you had to be alive. And Laodicea, you are lukewarm. I just spew you out of my mouth. You are so passive. Now, do, do, we, do we want to? Do we need to be unpassive? Do we need to be anti-passive? No, let's be alive. Let's love the Lord. Let's kiss the sun. Let's be in life, and eventually, that will produce. The, the thing itself. But eventually, what we're judged by is what, brothers and sisters? Life and service. And, you know, I, I don't know if you see what's going on here, but when Brother Lee weaves overcomers with vital groups as the way for you to be an overcomer, there is a way, Jill, for you to be an overcomer. In a group, there is a way for you to be involved with others in pursuing Christ, in loving Christ, and in loving one another. That is the body of Christ coming down to practical terms to you. You can have livingness in a vital group, and in a proper group, you can have function that is meaningful. That's what I was saying last night. This this one brother in Austin, he eventually said there's no hope. I just I'm going to wait till my kids graduate and I'm I'm going to check out. I'm I'm gone. I'm out of here. Because I'm hopeless. But now he's involved in a situation where his house is full of people and he's in this kind of situation with the full-timers and the young ones and and he is full of hope. He knows he's overcoming. Wouldn't that be a great feeling? Now, is it because he's he's Superman or Tarzan? what is it? No, it's not that. It's he is in a group. He is with a group of people that are in life and love and serving together. This is Zion. This is the oh, this is the place of the overcomers. I, I don't know how you feel. This is a way for the saints, all the saints, to enter in and participate. And again, according to their real situation. If it's not, if it can't be according to your real situation, something is wrong with this picture. Right? Okay. So that means. If I'm going to be an overcomer, I can never get married. I can never have kids. I cannot have a job. I've got to be a single full-timer. A celibate single full-timer. Is that the situation? No, no, this thing of overcoming has to be something that we can do. And I, I am full of faith and I'm full of believing that this thing is is what Brother Lee saw. He saw it as a way for the saints to be able to to uh, be in a situation where, where they're in life, in love, and in service. Where there's the proper nature, there's the proper condition, and there's a proper issue which is fruit-bearing. It's great. Lord, may we all have this hope. Amen. Amen. So, so even I mean, even you could put here if you wanted to. The reason I bring up twenty-four, Matthew twenty-four and twenty-five, is I I got into Matthew, I was into Matthew twenty-four and twenty-five a lot, and uh, it just struck me as a clear linkage. There's two things, life. And service. And there's two things here. Living and active. And this is about overcoming, and that's about overcoming. So we could put here, why don't we put ten virgins. And we can put here faithful servants. You know, if... If this, is, if this is my template, this will not be carried out. If, if my view is that BNPB has to be what I do, then I'm, I'm, I'm not going to make this. And, and, and I'm going to fall short here. And then you know what happens? then i get really i feel bad about my whole situation then that you know you just you know us endeavoring to live the christian life as the lone ranger is a lonely place to be that's holding that little egg on that branch you know that's a tough job that's a tough job you know holding that little uh, that egg on that little branch that's a tough job. If that's, if that's what I've got to look forward to, then this will not I've already proved it. I can't I can't do it. I've already proved it. I've tried. And and you know you could say I I probably at least have some capacity, right? Uh, I've got some capacity. You'd think I should be able to pull this off. That can't be that hard. Right? Well, zit struck out. And when you struck out here you strike out here, eventually sometimes you wonder, What is my life about? What is what is my life? You know, that brought us to that kind of feeling brought us to Christ. That kind of feeling brought us to the church. Even in the church, you're in the church and you wonder, What's what's the deal? What's all this about? Well, what you need is a vital group. That's what you need. You need a place of where the body of Christ is a practicality, a reality, and an actuality to you. That's that's what we need, and that is the vital. That that's the vital groups. Um, okay. So, in this way, you have, you have mutuality in care, mutuality in blending, here you have mutuality in fruit bearing. So, uh, you know, maybe that's good enough on that. Why don't we do this? Why don't we flip the page and, uh, Uh, okay, there's two outlines on this uh, page, and uh, <clears throat> and you see there's Roman numeral one and Roman numeral two, and then you've got A through E. Are we there? Everybody there? You there? Roman number one. Roman number one says, By one saint to be made vital, living, and active. Uh, this first outline, uh, this has a little bit of history to it. This is right at, this is actually, uh, this outline appears on the very last page of the series, that first series of books, Fellowship Concerning the Urgent Need of the Vital Groups. This is like a 26-message series. This is just the first book of it. And uh, that outline appears at the very end of of that whole book. Uh, And uh, one weekend, uh, Jerry and Phil flew out to Anaheim to talk to Brother Lee about some problems, some situations in the church. And... uh, and so they set up this time. They flew out there to be with Brother Lee, and they went over to his house and they fellowshiped with Brother Lee. And so they talked to Brother Lee in this situation, that situation, body bloody. And I, the way I understand it, Brother Lee went uh huh, uh uh-huh, mm-hmm, huh, uh huh, uh huh, uh huh. So when they got through talking, he went, "Okay, now let me tell you about the vital groups." So he didn't say a word about anything they had talked about. He didn't talk, didn't say a word. He said, now let me tell you about the vital groups. So he just told them about the vital groups. So the next night they stayed and they went to the vital group training. Probably a wise thing to do after that, you know, is stay for the vital group training. And so Brother Lee brought this little outline and he told the saints, I've prepared this little outline specifically for the brothers in Dallas. This is for them. So whatever their problem was, this was the answer, and I think it had all. It was very complicated. You know, it's it's like one of those Gordian knot things. It was this situation, then brother, you got to understand that, and then this thing is over here, and and you, this got this history and that history, and eventually the whole. All you need is the vital groups. So the unraveling of the Gordian knot is the vital groups. So. Uh, so here's, the, here's the, the little outline he gave them. And, uh, and let me say a little something more. This was like maybe April or May of 1993. Then in May of 1993, there was another uh, conference held. you see this? 1993 Blending Conference message. See that? That was about maybe... A few weeks, a month or two later, Brotherly had another conference, and in this one, that was the one where all those brothers spoke. I don't know if you remember the book 47 speakers, there were 47 brothers that spoke for that conference. <laughs> and this is one of the outlines for that conference. Okay? So these two outlines were prepared in very close proximity of each other, and uh, you know, I, we've been we've been working on this thing with uh, the God-ordained Way lesson book, and and Benjamin is the one that really got me into these two outlines, uh, and I, just, I, I wanted to mention that he, you know, Benjamin is very much into this man of the God-ordained Way, and uh, he has a lot of feeling about these two outlines as kind of the basis for the vital groups. And wait till we get into them. It will be all this stuff we've been talking about. Uh, and and you, you really appreciate Benjamin's burden because Benjamin realizes that the beginning of everything has to be life, which is really the way Brother Lee begins in these two sets of outlines. You know, same point we covered earlier this morning. If it's not life as the source and the basis and the beginning, eventually you have nothing. Uh, so anyway, I just I, I really appreciate uh, the brothers' feeling and uh, determination on this point. Uh, you know, even he he got this these things inserted in the uh, Goddard Greenway training manual, and they're going to be part of the revised one too. Um, but anyway, how about, how about we just read, okay? Maybe we can just take turns. And again, this is uh, just for the sake of the tape. This is Fellowship Concerning the Urgent Need of the Vado Group. Page 253 is the tape. And then the second outline is uh, the 1993 Blending Conference Messages. And it's pages 137 and 138. How about we just take turns and read? And thorough consecration of oneself with everything to the Lord. Through of the and outpouring of the Okay, you know, these are the uh, these are the A through E things that uh, on the personal side. Okay, then let's go to B, a two another seeking saint. A with him or her to the above and what are the above procedures it's a through e Okay, uh, you know, these, <clears throat> these points, you have A is the absolute and clear fellowship with the Lord. B is based on that fellowship, you get light. And, and in B, you confess the things that the Lord has enlightened you about. Then as an issue of that, in C, you have a thorough and absolute consecration of yourself with everything to the Lord. So you have fellowship for enlightenment, confession, and then consecration. And, and uh, we, we will read the accompanying text that went with this. And in that text, Bradley talks about uh, the matter of how the prayer can only, the continual prayer can only come out of the first three steps. You know, if you're not a person that fellowships, confesses, and consecrates yourself, then you don't have a way to have a daily life of prayer. But you know, what Brother Lee's after is not people that are living merely in the morning, but they begin their mornings with Christ and they carry out a daily exercise of a prayer life during the day. Uh, You know, they're into unceasing prayer. There's an unceasing prayer. And what is prayer? Prayer is speaking to the Lord. Prayer is opening to the Lord. Prayer is talking to the Lord uh, during the day. Okay, And then this unceasing prayer brings you into the filling and outpouring of the Spirit. So eventually you have a life in the Spirit. Uh, and this, this particular was really Benjamin's burden. These six points that are you could say it's it's uh, or excuse me these five points that are really four things with an issue, you know it's it's uh, fellowship, confession, consecration, and prayer issuing in a person that is filled inwardly and outwardly in the spirit. Really good uh, because Brother Lee talked about it you know a lot this this thing. It has to be a daily. Kind of thing with us. This becomes the basis of everything else we do. If we don't have this, then what? Then what is our relationship with the other saints? It is. It has to be natural because it's not spiritual. And you can forget about divine activities. There may be activities, but they're not divine, right? Uh, so, so this really, this part very important. The 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 whole. Uh, Individual matter. This whole personal revival that we touched there, Roman number one, and then two is bringing someone else into this same kind of thing. Okay, let's read the next outline. Same way. Let's just uh, go again spontaneously. The Bible group cannot be formed by organization. Amen. That's the goal. Number three, such a desperate saint would spontaneously contact others by the Lord's leading and gain some companion or companions for him to have a vital fruit. They should definitely and absolutely fulfill the first four basic requirements. A intimate and thorough fellowship that they may be blended together. B. Thorough confession of sins, transgression, defects, wrongdoing, etc. C. Group consecration of themselves and uh, all that they have to do to the Lord. Yeah. yeah. Thorough consecration, yeah. Okay, now, as if, if you notice, uh, up above, it's 1A through E. This is 1A through D. But D has both the uh, unceasing prayer and the filling, the infilling outpouring pouring the Spirit in it. So all the five points are there. Uh, but I think you notice, A is not the same kind of fellowship as the 1A fellowship above. Right? You notice I've got fellowship in bold italicized five times on this page. Okay, the first one is, you know, with both with what we've read thus far, we're still all on this. Okay? We're all still here on this column. But remember this column has a personal side and it's got a corporate side. Right? So 1A above says through an absolute clear and thorough fellowship with the Lord continuously. That's a fellowship with the Lord. But eventually, if, if I pass through this, you could say this mountain experience, then eventually I get to the, this thing here, this FPC here, and that's what you see in 4A below. intimate and thorough fellowship that's for the blending together. You know, Roman numeral 4 says this, they should definitely and absolutely fulfill the first four basic requirements. Those, those first four basic requirements uh, have, uh, they have somewhat of an individual side and a corporate side to them. We need to individually fellowship with the Lord. And we'll get enlightened and we'll confess to the Lord. Now, we fellowship together, but we don't confess together. This I realize that Benjamin and I had a lot of conversation about this outline because if you're not careful, you would understand Roman numeral 4b as being you confess to one another, which is never good. And Bradley has actually told us many times, don't do this kind of thing, you know. Uh, there's this thought of having public confession, but it's that's the wrong concept. Uh, but but as but the point is, is as I'm as I go through this this sequence of things myself personally, I'm made alive, and then as I join with you, and we're both made alive, we both pass through this thing together. But it's not that we. Confess our deep darks to one another, you know, uh, but we do have a thorough fellowship one with another. Uh, and and then the third point is what? It's consecration. There is an individual side and there is a corporate side of consecration. And again, we'll read this in a minute. Brother Lee talks about having in the vital groups. He talks about having a corporate Nazarite vow, uh, a vow together of a corporate Nazarite. Uh, you know, this is the making of the of the vital group into the barley loaf. Uh, okay. Uh, and then eventually, D, praying unceasingly that they may be brought into the infilling, outpouring of the essential and economical spirit. So there's a side to the prayer that Brother Lee gets into that on an individual side, I need to have an unceasing prayer. But even together, we need to be praying people. Uh and there's a blending that takes place through much and thorough prayer together. Um, Okay. How about, uh, let's see, I think we're at Roman numeral 5, huh? They should pick up the burden and take the actions to contact others, either sinners or Christians. Okay, now, so here we've done what? We've entered into this column, okay? Always taking care of two or three persons. Not expecting to have a quick result, but setting a definite goal with a strong determination to gain at least one remaining fruit yearly. Amen. With inexhaustible patience and unceasing intercession. Hallelujah. Patience and intercession. Okay. Okay. Let's keep going. They should have their group members meeting together once a week to fellowship about and study every case of their candidates to find out the best way to take care of each candidate and the best helper or helpers to catch the candidate. Okay, so what kind of fellowship is this? Coordination. Coordination. Yeah. This is this is this Monday fellowship or mountain fellowship? Oh, Monday. Monday. This is Monday fellowship. You know. and, and mountain fellowship has two kinds of fellowship. One, it's an individual fellowship with the Lord. And two, it's a corporate fellowship with one another for blending. You know, the first fellowship on this page in the outline above is the individual fellowship with the Lord. The second fellowship in the second outline, Roman numeral 4a, is the fellowship in the group for blending. But this is still on the living side. Now we're entering into in Roman numeral 6 into what? Into the corporate side. Okay, Roman numeral 7. Okay, you know, what is this kind of fellowship? Uh, uh, To me, that is all the three above. Because the new one has to be brought into the fellowship with the Lord individually. That's clear from the preceding. You know, what you do with a new one, with a new person in the group, is you help them to enter into the same kind of living. Remember, the living is the key thing. You know, and what, what, ha- what, what, what is our burden with one another, with, with ones that come to our group, either new ones or saints? What's, what's the burden? The burden is that we would all pass through this kind of cycle of fellowship with the Lord, of opening to the Lord, of confessing. Uh, okay? and that, but then he also needs to be helped in the second kind of fellowship, to enter into the fellowship of the blending and for the blending. And then thirdly, he needs to be brought into what kind of fellowship? That's the third kind of fellowship, the fellowship in the work, in the service. Uh, You know, is that clear? So we have have these four fellowships in here. Individual, for the blending, for our service, and then the final fellowship is all-inclusive, it's, to bring this new one into all those preceding kinds of fellowship. You know, uh, you know let, let, me, let me ask you, what is it, again, what is it to perfect somebody? What is it to perfect somebody? Yeah, to equip them. And, and they, they would be the same as we are. Right, So they would would have the same life that we do and they would have the same function that we do. So it's a matter of bringing them into life and into function. It's a matter of helping them get ready for these two things. For the judgment seat of Christ. It's a matter of helping them to be an overcomer by being in life and being in service. Which means I have to be in life and my service has to be something out of life. Uh, uh, yeah, uh, I, I don't know if you remember. Uh, do you remember when uh, when Benjamin was in Irving? Uh, Remember, he came, I think, the first one or two times we did the god Way training. Do you remember that? Do you remember plus and multiplication? I know you remember it because we went over it in your house again afterwards. I wonder if anybody else remembers it. Plus and multiplication. Do you remember how he talked about how you have begetting, nourishing, perfecting, and building... And he drew a little line here. And he said, this is the plus side. And this is the multiplication side. And he said, "He said, if your, if your work is a begetting and nourishing work, eventually all you can do is add people to the church. And eventually, you're going to hit your limit. Right? You know, if all, if all you ever do is beget and nourish, beget and nourish, right, Gene? What do you end up doing? You end up choking on, right, the weight. Be- why? Because these ones haven't crossed over the line to be perfected. Because once they're perfected, they start doing what? They start begetting and nourishing. And now it's not just a matter of me begetting and nourishing. It's a matter of we begetting and nourishing. So the perfecting turns it from me to we. You with me? So I don't know if you remember, but he drew this little diagram how, you know, one year you get one saved, and by the end of the year, he's nourished. Then the second year, you add another one. And now you still got to keep this guy going, but now you've begotten, and now at the end of year two, you're 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 nourishing this one, okay? Then then now year three, Ted is rocking along and his tongue's hanging down about this far, and he's flying back on Wednesday, and he's, you know, he's waking up on Thursday and from his trip, and and now he's got to go take care of three, okay, Ted? How about just one more, Ted? One more. Just take one more on. Can you do it? Okay, good. That's what I like. Okay, now, now we're a year later. Just one more, Ted. Just five. Have you finally reached your limit? Okay, good. Okay. Out of gas. Out of gas. And that's me trying to do this thing. Right? Okay, what is it to perfect? What is it to cross the line from addition to multiplication? What is it to cross the line from addition to multiplication? It is to perfect. Let me read. Let me read this outline point again because you didn't catch it, I don't think. Roman numeral 7 After a candidate is gained and baptized, they should, they, who's the they, the group group members, should try their best to bring him or her to their group meeting and help him or her to participate in the fellowship of the group meeting and learn how to function in the mutual teaching and mutual perfecting. Now, Does that mean that what you do is you bring them on Friday night? Is that all it means? Because it's clear, you bring them in to participate in the fellowship. What kind of fellowship? It has to be the fellowship that's gone before. And now if you look at Romans 8, it makes sense. (laughs) They should instruct and guide the newly baptized ones to gain others and prophesy in the church meetings. So... You know what causes you to cross from here from addition to multiplication is perfecting. And where is perfecting? You bring them into your group meeting. You bring them into the group. That's why I drew this little arrow here like this. Can you see it? You know, begetting outward, nourishing outward, but perfecting is brought inward you know if you look if you look at a vital group you could say a vital group may be like like this the big group maybe it's a group and within that group is a circle but within that group also there's another circle and this this circle here is what you could call the core it's those that are that are really living and active. Then you, you could probably, you could have another layer. These are ones that are coming in. And maybe this one out here are, are the ones that are a little more distant out. You know, occasional contact, ones we're burdened for, this kind of thing. And all these ones could be part of the group. But what is perfecting? the the perfecting is to bring them into the core you know uh because eventually if you don't bring them into the core what happens it it is going to be b n b n b n b n heavyweight no god does <laughs> no Year after year. You know, it's heavy lifting. Gene, I don't know how much you can take. Now we found out Ted can take five. Now we need to start on you. How many can you take? Maybe maybe, you could, maybe we'll end earlier with her. You know, she knows her limitation maybe a little more. But, but if you don't bring people into the group, and I'm not talking about a meeting I'm talking about into the group. that's what Remember, what is a group? A group is a blended group. So to bring them into the group is not to bring them into some of the peripheral things that a group does. It's to bring them into the group. If they're not brought into that, then they're not what? Perfected. Because perfecting is something that happens. Now this is all principle and pattern. How this gets worked out, it's going to look different in a lot of different cases. But th- this is the principle: is people are perfected by those they're with, right? Why do why do we like tamales and eat jalapenos in Texas? Because I live with a bunch of people that like tamales and eat jalapenos. The ones I'm with, I do what I'm, I'm I do the, the same thing as those I'm with. It's just, I can't help it. You know, when I came down here to school in 1969 from Kentucky, when I went home, we all would ah, we laugh. All these Texans, they say all this talk crazy. Well, here it is 30 years later, and I talk exactly the same now. What happened? I was with Texans, so I became a Texan. Right? Okay. Who you're with, Determines what you are. And if you bring your new ones, if if their if their Christian life is to fly by meetings once a week, there's not going to be much perfecting. Even you bring them to your group meeting. There's some perfecting. But, you know, they have to be brought in to the group, and that group is a what? It's a blended. Group, that's got. Hopefully, you realize it's got a definition now. It's living. It's active. It has a certain nature. It has a certain condition. It has a certain purpose. It's full of life. It's full of love. It's for the goal of increase. You with me? If if you don't get them from from here to here, it's heavy lifting. And, and I would say, brothers and sisters, if I can just be completely candid, how about we just be completely candid? Uh, you know... Uh, well, maybe I shouldn't be completely candid. <laughs> I won't be completely candid. But, but you know... Uh, you, you look around your your own situation and and if if you if your exercise is not to bring new ones fully into your life and living and service, they will not be perfected. They won't be perfected. And eventually all they have is a a you know a a church life that's that's kind of shallow. I don't want that, and they don't want that. That—that's not what they gave up everything for, you know. Uh, so, you know, we we need to be in a situation where where we're living and we're active, and then the ones we touch, we bring them in to the situation that we're in. You know what I'm saying? And then they are made alive because because we're pursuing Christ they will pursue Christ i've seen it uh, you know i've seen it i've seen it in action when 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 a group of saints are meeting together and they bring their new ones right into the middle of what they're doing and and have their new ones with them eventually those new ones become what they are it works that that's how it works so so perfecting perfecting is a matter of being with, and being brought into the core. Uh, okay, you know, Bradley talked about the group splitting, and he talked about a size. I would ask you, what 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 is important in this picture? Wh- what size is important? Cores. When cells split, how do they split? From the nucleus, right? The nucleus first splits and then the rest of it splits. Okay, so here's here's one group. Here's the core and here's the group. Okay, time to split. I mean, this is heavy lifting. This is the heavy lifting group. <laughs> this is the heavy lifters here. Can not going to happen. So you, you, it, it has to split from the core. It has to split from the core. The, the core determines whether something can split or not. If you've got three people that are living and active and 40 people in the group, forget it. There's no way. You, you know, you know. eventually, you do this long enough and don't do this. You know what you end up here? You remember baby Huey? Remember the 500-pound chicken baby Huey that had diapers on? That 500-pound chick? It should have grown up, but it never quite grew up. And you end, you end up with new ones that are... That are abnormal, that have been fed and fed and fed, but have never been, but have never borne any responsibility because you didn't let them bear responsibility. They weren't ready yet to bear responsibility, so you didn't let them bear responsibility. So, what happened to them? They get sick, they get disgruntled. You with me? I mean, that this is a real this is a real situation we have to bring the new ones into our living and and into what we're doing because because event because eventually it is that that brings them to be the overcomers it's that that perfects them uh